And I realized that even though I had achieved all those things, on the inside, I was still that same insecure little boy that was trying to prove something you know to to you know girls that had cheated and to my father and all of that and that you can't achieve your way out of your you know childhood wounds and traumas you can't fake it you can't fake it right so then i made the shift and what i realized is that the only sustainable mission um throughout your whole uh existence is to improve lives and as soon as I- you sound like somebody i know I mean, somebody you know, like. I don't know. What's your name? I told you. Are you? I just want to ask a question. Um, are you young, Jeff? Can you turn around? I mean, I think y'all put that boy together, yeah. Oh, so you, didn't feel, you must have fell off or something. Like, why? Why is you? This is your host, Mr. Habadashi, a.k.a. Aeolus White, a.k.a. It's Going Down. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I miss y'all. I'm sorry. I'm like dying from the Young Jock clip that I just played. Um, but I'll get into that in a moment. I hope everyone had a lovely, lovely week. In New York, it was global warming. Central Hose was getting it popping. Short shorts, you know, t-shirts out. We was basking in the, in the, you know, in the global warming. It was so nice. Um, you know, so shout out to her, global warming. Um, even though I shouldn't say that, I did hear that we had a hot wind, a hot winter, um, a hot girl winter back in like the fifties. I forgot which year. So maybe I shouldn't charge it to to her. I mean, the fires in Australia and things. So I probably should charge it to her. But you know, whatever. Um, shout out, shout out to her. Um, so let me just jump right in. I started the podcast with um, a clip from Sway's Universe, Sway's show with uh, Will Smith on it. I think Martin was on it as well. I think they're on a press tour for Bad Boys 105. I'm not quite sure what the girls are giving, but they're giving us something. Um, and, you know, the second clip was... Uh, was um, I guess a girl, two women in um, Young Jack's car. I mean, well, he was he's driving Uber for a living now. And, you know, the clip was longer than that. I'm really laughing at the girl saying, ooh, no, you didn't, rather than the girls trying to humiliate him for doing what he's doing, trying to make a living as an artist. Like, I, you know, I'm not really on their side for that. What I'm really laughing at is just the girl... The friend being like, bitch, you tried it in this man's car while he's driving us somewhere trying to humiliate him and then doing it recording at the same time. Um, So, you know, that's the tea with that. Um, This podcast is going to be real weird. It's going to be real sort of black philosophy. I'm going to be in my bag. And it's not even that I need to be like, you know, I'm just giving that disclaimer for the girls that don't like 
that would rather me cackle, which, you know, there's always a room for cackling um, because, you know, I love to do that. Um, so where do I want to start? Actually, I'll start with some just some light tea. Um, so in December, I went on a little date and it wasn't like a date. OK, so let me even back up. Y'all be calling things dates that aren't dates, okay? And that's that's really my first motherfucking problem with dating men. I'm not it could be the same thing with dating women, I don't know. But a lot of people want to be like, "Oh, we're going on dates. We're going to go, you know, get a drink. Let's get a drink at a bar and like just hang out and talk." That's not a date, boo-boo. That's like a pre-date. That's to me, that's like an informational interview. That's like a key. I will drink with anybody. Okay, so I will drink with anybody. I mean, unless I think you are going to attack me or there is some violence, you know, afoot that I might need to dust the hands up or whatever, or that you might stalk me, unless there's some real, like, grave character flaw. I will drink with anybody. So me and you grabbing a drink. I grab drinks. I have to work with coworkers. I will drink. I'll take a shot with a stranger. I will buy a stranger a drink. Um, it's a public place that's probably not near my home. You know, like I don't have a problem with this. So with that said, um, you and me going to grab a drink at a bar isn't a date. Um, it's a nice, you know, no efforts being as expended. We're not thinking through the outfit. Probably who gives a fuck what you're wearing because you're probably, you're probably seated the whole time. If we don't arrive at the same time, I don't see your fit until you go to the bathroom. Like this to me is a key. It's a key. It's time to get to know each other. We can make each other laugh. It can be cute. You know, it can open the door, you know, but it's not, it's not a date. It's not, it's just, you know, so that's just for me. And I think a lot of times, you know, people, my expectations for a date, like I, maybe it's just me being old school. Maybe it's me being romantic or whatever. I don't really quite know, but that shit don't cut it as a date for me. Um, but anyway, I went on a date or whatever you want to call it, like a pre-date, whatever. I'll go and oh boy basically completely profiled me based on my sign. You know, he's like, well, when's your birthday? Because I've been talking about my birthday. I'm super excited. So shout out to the fam for planning that. Um, but, I, you know, I'm hyped. This is me turning 30, ass still fat, dick still heavy. Things are still together. Skin's on, you know, to, things are things. You know, God has said, you know, I will protect your body. If I won't protect your bank account, but I'll protect your body. I'll protect, you know, your health, you know, your coin. I don't know, bitch. You're going to have to figure that out. But I will give you shelter. I will give you health. And, you, you know. So I feel great about turning 30. But anyway, um, so we were talking. He was like, you know, I gave him the tea. And then he's like, oh, Pisces. And they always say Pisces. And no, <laughs> no. So, you know, Aquarius, this and that. 
Long story short, he starts to give me this my horoscope, my you know, my fucking profile, and in comparison in relation to his profile, and all this stuff, and I'm like looking at him first of all, like okay, girl, even even if you know I was the biggest astrology girl under the sun. All right, so I guess. The point of this story is really that the more you believe in astrology, the more you're violating my my privacy and, you know, tre- trespassing on my personal details, you know, without consent. The more you buy into astrology, you taking my birthday and going on this whole shit and deducing things about my profile and my character and all this shit based on a couple numbers, the more you did that and you completely violated, you know, you didn't allow me to share myself with you. You didn't allow just the natural course of intimacy to reveal aspects of my personality, of my history. You just you know, jerked off on some goddamn tarot cards and nutted all over, you know, some astrology bullshit, and then came up with this profile for me without giving me time to share with you whatever, even if it's true, even if I confirm what you suspect, you giving me this is just, it's crazy to me. To me, it's crazy. Like, the more I thought about it, because a lot of, you know, the way I interact with astrology, the way I interact with tarot, the way I interact with all of that sort of thing is... A broadening of perspective. I love the perspective it gives. I love it. I treat it as a new way of, you know, coming to truth or just a new, a broadening of my thought process. Like, you know, I'm not out here doing people's charts. Even if I were, I would just be doing it with the spirit of, hey, this is a potentially a useful way to think about yourself, about your, you know, patterns, and that's it, you know. I'm not out here saying, oh, no, this thing is born on this day, so I can never check for him. Even though, you know, there are some patterns that I like to, that I, you know, that sh- maybe I should avoid. And I kind of talk about it, you know, with lightheartedly. But still, like, it's weird. It's just fucking weird. And, you know, don't do that shit. If you are an astrology girl, in a Barbie world. If you are one of those, you should stop doing that shit, particularly on first dates or on first keys or on first. You should just shut the fuck up. You know, if somebody if somebody asks you, you know, they want some analysis, great. But if you really care, if this is part of your spirituality, how dare you just march up with somebody's life and do this without consent? Um so now that I'm going to come off my high horse, and I'm going to get into something that is kind of weird. Um, but it's kind of what I've been thinking and wrestling through and just struggling with. And I think I mentioned this in the past. Um, so whatever. But I've been thinking about, you know, thinking a lot. Um, which is weird, but you know, this is what I do. I've been thinking about thinking a lot because, and I've talked about this on the podcast, you know, 
Well, okay, I should back up. I should start with an assumption that I am making, which is really more like a historical, like my perspective on Western philosophy and how it affects us on a daily basis. Like the idea that we come to knowledge through thinking. And I, obviously there's science. I'm not out here saying that we don't come to knowledge through experimentation. But, uh, but a lot of that, the scientific method, like just the hypothesis, like that sort of idea of analysis, you know, using logic or thought or what, like, ordered thought, ordered thinking to come to something like truth is something that I think, you know, affects the way we acknowledge, you know, affects the way we acknowledge or what what truth or knowledge is. So, you know, other traditions or other cultures or even gendered because a lot of the stereotype is that the male way of thinking, which, you know, the masculine way of thinking, which I am not even really touching on the truth of that because I don't really think it's true. But the whole, you know, simple stereotype is that masculine energy is more logical, more ordered. Feminine's going to be more intuition and stuff like that. And because of that bias, we... Because of the bias that we come to knowledge or truth through ordered thinking... It then follows that masculine thought or masculine thought processes are more likely to come to a true answer than a feminine thought process. So when you have told these women or feminine people that, you know, your intuition is kind of coming to an arbitrary like answer, you know, like I don't. I can't rely on any of the bullshit that your intuition's giving me. But this ordered bullshit, this ordered logic, this ordered way of thinking is the only way I will acknowledge your truth. And to the extent that there's a gendered, I don't really know. I'm trying to avoid that because I don't know. But if it is true that this feminine energy is more this way and masculine energy is the other way and that it is neatly gendered in this way, then you're telling people, then your bias is basically excluding at least half the population from ever having access to truth, which is patriarchy. Like this is what people do. And, you know, then you have to layer in the racist aspects and, you know, the fact that when we think of order, we're thinking of order from a Western sort of, you know, Western white supremacist, oh, a West, let's just say Western um, way of thinking, like Greek, Roman, you know, etc. We're thinking of it like that, like that is order. Um, European, etc. Um, and by European, I just mean later. I'm, you know, obviously Greek and you know Greece is, but you know what I'm saying, like not Mediterranean um, Europe. So all that kind of is the intellectual background for what I'm thinking about thinking, but even on an emotional aspect or like on an everyday, like people ask, we ask each other to justify our behavior all the time. We ask each other to justify actions all the time. And if we don't think, 
if we don't understand what thinking is or the different forms that thinking can take, a lot of times we may fail to justify we may fail to justify or even feel justified. We may feel justify what we've done or feel justified about how we feel. Um, and I feel like that's just problematic. It's problematic because it breaks down your experience of who you are. And it allows for other people to tell you that the way you approach life or the way you embody your emotion or the things that you, the decisions that you have made are, you know, insufficient. So... A lot of times when we think about thinking as a culture, we think about it kind of through a Hollywood-ass lens. Like, what women want type of, you know, Mel Gibson. And who was old girl? Who was old girl? I forgot her name, but she was in a lot of shit back then. But old girl, you know, this internal dialogue as, ooh, Look at that sweater. I wish I had that sweater. Or, ooh, he look good. I mean, I some some of my internal dialogue, some of my, it's, for me, you know, I have been known to think wild shit and say what I've been thinking out loud, which is, you know, kind of got me into trouble. But sometimes, yeah, that's the Hollywood pre- you know, presentation of the way we think about things. And, you know... I assume there's truth to that. I think I mentioned this on this podcast before was that I was listening to like a Noam Chomsky, like it wasn't an interview, it's more like a presentation, and he kind of off the cuff said that he thinks that we he thinks that I mean, it was just his idea. He hasn't confirmed it or anything. No experimentation or anything like that. But he doubts that we think in complete sentences, that we probably just think in a few words and put and somehow put together the meaning. Like, we know what we mean by these three words in this order, so we don't think the whole... Like, you don't think with perfect grammar. And it makes sense, because when you're trying to write something, you don't... Right? Like, if you thought with perfect grammar and perfect syntax and just perfect everything, you would never make any mistakes, right? Like, assuming that you understand the rules, like, you would never commit errors. But regardless, um, he was thinking that you don't think in full sentences. And I was like, you know, that's interesting, but obviously there's a type of thinking that is not internal dialogue, right? It's not words all the time. Like, I'm not living my life thinking... I am not old girl from Sex in the City. What's her name? Um, Sarah Jessica Parker. Like, I'm not her. Like, I'm not narrating my life in this way. There clearly are images. Like, I clearly daydream or go or fantasize or not even just that. Like, spatial manipulation. Like, I can put, I can imagine a square and turn it around in my head. Like, this is obviously thinking. You know, if I don't remember where I put my you know, shoe, and my mother says, chase your, chase your steps. I mean, yeah, I might literally chase my steps, or I'll do it in my head, or I'll go to the places and think about, like, what it looked like before. You know, I'm, I'm clearly imagining. Like, so there's an image processing or, like, some kind of imagining or visual component to thinking. 
And then, like, as a musician, you know, they tell you, which I don't really find that this is the best way of doing it, but they'll tell you if you're starting a song that has a difficult starting note, or not even a difficult starting note, like, you should know the first note of at least the first note. You should know the music, period. But in terms of like being able to hear your part or hear your note, sometimes you'll be in situations musically where it's just really fucking hard that you get no help from the band. Like you might have your first note that's off the chord. You might be a cappella. It might be really dissonant to something that's right next to you. Like whatever. There may be a situation where you have to hear the note in your head really, really loudly to ensure that you're on pitch 100% of the time. And that hearing, a me- hearing a note, something that's not language, is obviously another mode of thinking, right? And then it's like, you know how they say smell kind of triggers memory, but it's a little less compli- more complicated because you don't really get to like alter smells. Like you know how I was saying spatial manipulation of an object, you don't really get that with smell. I mean, you can be like if someone says imagine cookies, you can kind of co- chocolate chip cookies, you can conjure the smell. I guess it's kind of like. There are ways of doing it. I don't know exactly how that would work. But I I think, you know, the point is uh, we communicate and act like this internal dialogue is the most elevated way of thinking when, in fact, there must be versions along all of our senses, like all of our sensory pathways all of that information has to be used in whatever thinking is so that we can broaden the way the what it means to think or we should at least consider in each of the sensory worlds or sensory pathways what thinking is in that space and then there's the idea of like knowing your body like proprioception or whatever and balance and all this other shit that is also there are also sensory pathways that we don't really talk about all the time unless you've studied it and then like all of this if you think about proprioception like feeling your body and sensing your body and if you apply the logic that you must be able to think along all the sensory pathways then isn't intuition just thinking with your body, right? Like, isn't 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 that what intuition would be? And assuming that you're not using intuition in some like future, in some like premonition type of worry, like, isn't that just intuition, just thinking in a way that is not internal dialogue or and that's not exactly visual, but it's taking in all this information that's beneath the, the, the level of language and processing it, you know? And even if you can't, even if you can't come up with the perfect sentence to describe that, isn't that enough, right? Like, is it? Shouldn't that just be enough to justify it? Not like, oh, I did it because I felt like it, but kind of. You know, like, kind of. Like, I just felt unsafe. Like, or I just felt, you know, inspired or whatever. Like, isn't all of that 
just enough to be able to say that no, I don't have an ordered or to some to some level, like obviously you run into ethical problems and it gets complicated. But when I think about it, I guess when I think about thinking, it's like I need to take and in, take into account the full human experience like my full experience the information that I might not even have language for but my body is somehow using it my mind is somehow or brain depending on whatever it's the it's somehow using this information and it changes how I'm feeling like there is a thought that is affecting how I'm feeling I just don't know because I'm looking for language I'm looking for perfect grammar I'm looking for some like some shit that's clean and neat and that's just not the tea like it's just not happening like that um and i think it's really important because when you go aside from all the other shit that i've said about just like the justification thing or whatever i think it matters a lot in healing right and repairing what's broken you know when will smith says you can't achieve your way out of childhood trauma you know, that is a beautiful, like, that's beautiful that he said it that way. But it's also like, you can't positive affirmation your way out of childhood trauma either. Like, a lot of, because, and the reason that you can't is that child positive affirmations are just internal dialogue. So, whatever pain you've suffered, whatever trauma you have, that trauma is affecting you on all the pathways of thinking. It's affecting the way you understand your body. It's affecting what you see when you imagine, how you do spatial transformations. If you smell something that might trigger you, it's telling yourself, oh, you're beautiful. You know, it does tackle the thoughts that, you know, the linguistic thoughts that you are telling yourself that are affecting your body. But if you just do that and you only think of thinking as ling- as internal language and you don't take into account the images that the the daydreams, the all this this type of thing, you don't think about the small as I've already said, like if you don't do that, the way you heal yourself will be incomplete. Right? It, it's going to be an incomplete process because you are only dealing with a certain aspect of your internal world. You know, you're not dealing with the full the full experience. Um and and it's it's just really key to do that and obviously this is not what he was talking about. What Will Smith was talking about which I think a lot of people uh, fall prey to frankly is including myself, right? That once you get to, that you can experience material gains. And not, I mean, I shouldn't even say material, you know, that you can achieve a goal or reach a goal and the elation, whatever comes from Fulfilling that, material and not, will patch up the holes, um, you know, that we've that we've experienced or the pains and stuff that we've experienced from our younger years. Or even in the past, it doesn't really have to be childhood. Um, and 
that's obviously not true. And I think just to read myself, a lot of times when I think about needing to be at a certain level in my career before taking something like love seriously, and I used to say that a lot, um, taking something like love seriously, I realized that that's what I'm saying is, aside from obviously wanting to be at my best in order to give my best to a relationship, there is an, an aspect of that for me. Um, but there's also unspoken underneath that is that I want to be healed from the effects of poverty, both material and other, to before get entering into a relationship and I'm hoping that success gives that to me. And that's not true. Success or quote unquote success, whatever, the achieving of a financial or goal won't give that to me. It'll do something. It'll, it'll help. We're not going to say it don't help, but it's not going to give me the healing that I'm expecting it to. Um, you know, you know, and it, that's important. It's important to really, to, to understand. Um, and I think I am going to end with something that I've realized or that I've faced, I'm not even sure, that has come up, is this whole, like, actions speak louder than words thing. So... I have seen people use that adage in a hundred and five different motherfucking ways to justify a whole host of bullshit that I don't quite know. Like, I've had a situation where somebody would say, oh, this person likes me or shows interest in me physically, you know, is very affectionate, hugs me, kisses me on the cheek, texts me, but then has told me that they are not interested, excuse me, or they will never commit to being with me. And, you know, the response has been, but this nigga keeps texting me so he must like me or you know he keeps so he must or he invites me so you know whatever and all that is cute but when you speak or commit any speech act so texting you know check check this box for yes check this box for no any all that shit's a speech act when you do any of those that is also an action too like that is an action bro so if somebody says that they'll never fuck with you they not fuck with you you ain't what they looking for yeah they might be texting you and it might be complicated and it might be this it might be that like they might be on their own fuck shit like they have some problem but that's not up to you to make sense of Whatever problem that is, whatever is going on over there that's making their words in your head not match their actions, that does not give you the right to say, well, they don't mean what they said. They just mean that. And I can speak loud in the words. No, 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 no. They said, they also acted when they opened their motherfucking mouths and told you that you would never get these cookies. 
or whatever whatever they said. You know, that you would never get that wet wipe, that you would never, you know, be taken home to mom, that, that you just decide, that you just, whatever they said to you is also an act. And it's silly to think that actions speak louder than words in that, or in while discounting words as actions, you know. And then it's like, I've seen it also, you know, the other way, where it's like, this person says that they love me and then they do a whole bunch of other fucked up ass shit where they don't love you. The same thing applies. Saying that they love you is an act. It's outnumbered by the acts, the other acts. So in that case, you know, it's not the case. It's not just, it's not that action that's speaking a lot of them words. It's that of all the actions, of 100 actions, this nigga has done 99 that are trash and then just happened to tell you the one, one of them is that I love you. <laughs> but the other 99 are, are bullshit. And, and I get the spirit of it. Like, the spirit of it is that, you know, and this kind of goes to the point that I was kind what I'm trying to make with the thinking about thinking, is that, you know, the spirit of it is that behavior... You know, a non-verbal behavior matters, period. It matters. And actions speak louder than words because there are more non-verbal behavior. There are more non-verbal actions than there are verbal actions. You know, when when you speak, that is only one way to communicate something that just walking up to me, when you walk up to me to hug me, your eyes are telling me something. Your lips as they approach me are telling me something. How you walk to me, the speed is telling me something. What you are wearing, do you smell like shit? Did you take the time to like freshen up? Is there, like there's a lot of information in the action. There's more information in the action than there is information in the words. But it's not to say that this what this person has said means nothing. It's not to say that. And y'all don't get your feelings hurt. Y'all don't get your hearts broken. Y'all gonna be mad as fuck. Y'all gonna catch cases for thinking that actions speak louder than words. Y'all gonna get your ass beat for thinking that actions speak louder because they don't. It's that there's more, and and that's the thing. There's just more information, and you need to be. You need to keep. Be smart about it. Be wise. You know what I mean? And that's it for me today. It's a little bit of a complicated thought, but this is my mind. And I did want to kind of share the way that I think. And, you know, it is kind of crazy, but it is what it is. Um, I want y'all to have a beautiful last week. I feel like, um, I feel like, are we close to MLK Day? You know, as we approach war, you know, let me let me check the cow, the cow, cow. I want to dance with somebody. Yeah, so next week is Martin Luther King, next Monday. So shout out to him. Um, you know, I'll probably be recording and whatnot. But yeah, um, I love you all and I'll talk to you soon.